Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. And we're rolling. There it is. Third time's a charm. There it is. What is up, dude? Man, just uh, out there being a bad boy, you know? Yeah? Did you get radical today? Yeah, I was out being ra- I was out. Uh, I was out riding. Uh, I was riding my bikes, getting the, getting the foot back. <laughs> Crashed about 10 seconds into the ride. Oh, no. That's always a great feeling. Like, ah, let's see what we got left. You know, let's see what, uh, what skills hung over. Oh, none at all. Well, how about that? I mm. just fell. But it's good. You get it out of the way. Yeah. Did you hurt yourself uh, at all? No, no, no. It's all nice, soft, nice, soft dirt where I fell. Okay. We're right on, man. Just something, just something to keep you going. And then I went and uh, shot that dang old gun. Oh, okay. Down at down at the pile of dirt, you know. How'd that feel? It was good. I was I I get in there. I figure. Okay, I got a question for somebody Mm -hmm. that knows firearms. Shooting like. You figure out what your dominant eye is. Like, your dominant mm-hmm. eye might not be the eye that's on the same side that you're holding a gun with, right? Correct. Yes. I had an issue with that when I first started shooting guns. I was a terrible shot, and because I, I thought my dominant eye was my right eye, and uh, come to find out my dominant eye is my left eye, so I switched it up, and then I, I, I got good. That's what I did. As soon as I was like, oh, let me like close my right eye and use my left eye, but I still hold the gun with my right hand, then I started mm-hmm. hitting the stuff I was aiming at. There you go. So, but yeah, I guess I gotta I gotta clean this thing, huh? What do you do? Just you put it in the dishwasher? Yeah, <laughs> put it uh, a little bubble bath. That'll you work. You know, <laughs> yeah, just, just scrub it down. No, I gotta get in there with a little whatever muzzle thing. I don't know. I gotta I gotta figure out. I gotta learn the maintenance of this thing. Yeah, it's not that complicated. Those, those Glocks are purposely built to uh, withstand a beating. So as long as you yeah. clean it. Uh, you know, every, I, it depends on how much, how often you f- shoot it, but uh, yeah, you know, clean it every every now and then, break it down. Think, get you got a gun cleaning kit? No, I got to buy one of those. Okay, <laughs> but it's funny, you know, I'm going to rural Oregon on some BLM land to shoot, and it's like you don't know who's going to be out there, <clears throat> and I know I look like one of the like a regular out there with how yeah. I look, although I'm, you know, you wonder who, who's who are you going to meet out in the middle of nowhere at some rock pit? And we pull out there, pull up there, and it was just like, it was three armed to the teeth black dudes. And it was like, oh, thank God. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's, oh, good. Oh, thank God you guys are here. Because <laughs> you never know what kind of like, 
Craig is it when we're there like there's also four wheel trailers and there's just some like teenager hanging to the top of a, some Jeep Cherokee going over four wheel they're like all right yeah just a uh, crazy hillbillies and it was nice to, nice to see like a like a young black guy and a uh, like a t-shirt that said uh equality on it in like rainbow colors and they just had <laughs> So many AR-15s. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. yes, all right. There is a, there, I hope, I am i don't want to assume what side y'all are on, but I think it's the one that I'm on too. Yeah. And thank God. <laughs> That's awesome. That warms my heart. There's a group, I, I don't know if I should call them a militia. I don't know if they want to be known as a militia, but there's a group based out of Atlanta called the Not Fucking Around Crew. And yeah. it's, uh, it's just... Uh, I mean, I guess militia is the right word, but yeah, just a group of black citizens uh, who are taking up arms. And uh, I, I think <laughs> they, they marched They marched a few times recently. Uh, I think they marched in Atlanta. They marched somewhere else. But yeah, the not fucking around crew, man. I uh, I like nice. to see that. <clears throat> yeah. Even I love it how, out, baby. Uh, and we won't get off on politics too much, but I love how this narrative now that the far right has for years uh, spun that... Uh, you know, any anybody on the left is just a pussy. Hey, cuck. Hey, pussy. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, we have guns too. And just because I'm progressive doesn't necessarily mean I'm a pussy. No, we just don't take pictures with them. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> we don't feel need to, to pose in front of a Toby Keith's barn and grill with them. Yeah, I don't need to go into McDonald's <clears throat> with my fucking AR-15. <clears throat> yeah. So that was that was nice to see. That is um, nice. But yeah, this is the Q and A episode that we started yesterday. Yeah, and that one well, it just got away from us. You know, you gotta you gotta see where it takes you, Kyle. We had a good old time. We figured let's uh, <laughs> let's share this good time with everybody. Let people let people know what they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, losers! Look what you're not paying four bucks a month for. Yeah, check it out, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, dude. Hey, I uh, I got two out of three on my homework assignments done. Oh, I what did I tell you to do? <laughs> Told me to eat a burrito, listen to forty ounces of freedom. That's and watch what I wanted Go. you to do. <laughs> I uh, the burrito was I was the easiest. Yeah, I I took care of the burrito. Did you get extra and I credit listened, on the burrito? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I listened to the entire 40 ounces of freedom. Is it 40 ounces of freedom or two freedom? 40 uh, ounce to freedom. Like you'd 40 ounce, 40 ounce freedom. and then you'd be free. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. There you go. Uh, I got to admit, dude, I, 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 I got to say, although every song sounded the same, uh, mm-hmm. it was a very enjoyable listen. Uh, in particular, right? I appreciate their use of samples. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of uh, a well-placed soundbite or movie clip. Uh, a lot of samples, a lot of a lot of sound bites, but uh, yeah, man, not nearly as stupid as I anticipated. No, it's got a good DIY. We snuck into a studio when we could to try and put this thing together ourselves, <clears throat> and it's a good uh, it's a party album. But then, like, oh, I don't have to be around people who like this, mm-hmm. and I can like it for how I want to like it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did that, man. I'll get to the uh, to go pretty soon, but I didn't have to. I could not pull myself away from my uh, horror movie marathon that I've been no, on. I, d- I understand. I understand but, that. 
But yeah, we got one day. The- we got one day left. It's Halloween Eve. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really now. I'm like kind of uh, not panicked, but I'm. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to like make sure that today and tomorrow, I, I kind of peak. I watched the best, the cream of the crop of the horror movies. So, oh, what's um, the? What have you ramped up to? What's um, a few that I've intentionally uh, saved for the holiday is uh, the original Halloween. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that a lot, but I haven't seen it in a couple of years. But I'm probably going to watch that, save that for tomorrow, Halloween day or Halloween evening. But the original Halloween, uh, probably the original Frankenstein. The 1931 Boris Karloff version. I've uh, never okay. seen that. Never seen hardly any of those old universal classic monster movies. That or uh, Wolfman or The Mummy or Dracula. I haven't seen hardly any of those. So Frankenstein seems the most uh, up my alley. I just something about Frankenstein I've always liked. So <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, probably going to watch. Uh, I was doing some research on uh, the best Friday the Thirteenth movies. I've I can't remember well, what I've seen. There's so many, we're you know. Told you can't Friday the Thirteenth Ten. We said we were told yeah. is the best and worst. <laughs> the best and the worst. Uh, I, I read uh, several reviews that uh, point towards uh, number six being one of the most entertaining. So uh, tomorrow I'm probably going to watch. In no particular order, I'm going to watch uh, Frankenstein, Halloween, and Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Oh. Okay. What was six? What happened in six? I don't know. I don't remember seeing that one, but uh, I've read a few. Is that the one? Is that the one? Whoever weird. kills Jason becomes Jason. <clears throat> no idea. I did watch uh, the remake today, the 2009 remake. Uh, pretty good. Like pretty fun, you know. Uh, couple I Derek, of. I think Derek Mears is the Jason in that. <clears throat> it was a dude I yeah. met from doing like comedy shorts. Yeah, fun, fun dude. Oh, really? Who happens to yeah? Who happens to like he's like a pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's Jason. He's like just a big giant dude with alopecia, so he plays like, these monsters. But he's just a <clears throat> super sweet guy. <clears throat> Good for him. So yeah, man. Just uh, yeah, just hanging out, man. Having a good that's time all, over here. That's all we got to do, dude. Yeah, man. We I'm getting good at with it. some of these questions. Yeah, you're getting good at it. <clears throat> you're finally getting good at hanging out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been practicing a lot. All right. Well, let's... I want to get into it. We got... Uh, how do we want to... Just... going on? Grip it and rip it, baby. Grip it and rip it. I got one for you. Scott right. Hummel. Can animals be possessed by an unworldly spirit, be it kind or malevolent? Did, did I pronounce that right? Malevolent? Malevolent. I never know. Malevolent. Duh. Male- yeah. That's one of those words where I've heard it pronounced several times, but then when I see it in print, I'm like, I've never heard of that word. Malevolent. Hey, you're getting there, you're getting there buddy. <laughs> no, I'm not you're good. Right. I'm not good with words. Uh, <laughs> could, malevolent? They, could they be? I think they could be, the, I think they could be possessed. I was talking to Katie about this the other day. Animals or pets... They're definitely in tune to something, right? They've, they're, I feel like cats and dogs sometimes see things that we don't see or sense things that we don't sense. Or is, or is that just their... They're supposed to be able to see ghosts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's one of the crazy. folklore things I heard. If you look between, if a cat's staring at something, if you get behind it and look between its ears, you can see the ghost it's staring at. So, yeah, man. Um, could one be possessed? 
I mean, why not? I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But you got to believe in regular possession already. Then you got to believe that a person could be possessed. Can a can an animal have <laughs> mental illness? I think that's the question. Ooh, how would you know? I don't know. You get you know that dogs can have anxiety. They have separation anxiety. I think they can have a little bit of like OCD. I think animals can have that. Okay. Or a little weird I guess neuroses. I was... If you think about how people might treat an animal, and then yeah. it's got those issues later in life. You know, just like a person. I want. I guess I was thinking more of the premise of how would you know if an animal had like a deficiency, a mental deficiency. Because they're not cool. Like my neighbor's dog is not cool. No, what's what's wrong with it? It just barks at nothing. It's just outside, and it's a. I wish somebody would hang out with me. Bark. You know, it's that great Brian, uh, great Brian Regan joke. Just about mm -hmm. all of his premises are fairly pedestrian, but he's just he's so good with them. But just about how his neighbor's dog is always barking at two o'clock in the morning. He's like, "What if I? What if a person did that?" Walk out on your back deck. Hey, 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 Bob, what the hell's the matter with you? I don't know. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, Ahmed Barucha has a great joke about like hearing all these birds just going off in the morning. And apparently he called like some nature society or like, or like a Autobahn society. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this type of bird. And that's them encouraging their young to fly. He's like, so that's all they're doing all morning. He's like, fly, 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 fly. Go <laughs> Screaming at their kids. God damn, that's funny. Um, so I don't know. I think they could. Uh, I'll say this. Ariel Martin said, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time caller. Do either, either of you believe in ghosts, and would you be willing to share a personal experience with a spooktacular? You're not a long-enough-time listener because we've covered this, Ariel. I will I will encourage you to visit our earlier episodes. We both talked about our supernatural encounters, right? Yeah, I have stuff at uh, at uh, Waverly Sanitarium and at uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World. Yeah, man, that's that was creepy. That story in the basement there. Yeah, yeah. is that the same yeah. place where the the ball rolled? In a way that it's not supposed to Yeah, roll. it kind of rolled around yeah. and came back to me on the floor. Like, kind of went uphill a little bit to come back to my feet. Yeah, I think that was like we covered that early in earliest episodes. Um, but, Ariel, I appreciate your question. We have covered these things. We both believe in, in an idea of ghosts, I think is what it is. Dude, I've, some I've got some... Something new to report. Uh, not Didn't happen to me directly, but... Uh, I just now realized uh, I've known Katie for eight years, and she withheld this information uh, till last week. When she was a little girl, uh, their house, their, her dad built a house on a piece of land in Corona, California. And mm -hmm. apparently um, the old cliche of Indian burial ground or something to do with some Native American land, it was either right there on that lot or nearby. But Katie claims, and I say, I don't know why I say claims, I believe her, but... She saw the same little Native American girl ghost about 20 times uh, over the course of several years during her childhood. Really? The same ghost. She said she's seen it 
She'd see it four or five times a year, every few months, uh, in the living room of their house. This little, like, 10-year-old Native American girl in old-school Native American garb. And uh, clear as day, not translucent, not transparent, whatever. Just there's a little girl in the house, and it, and eventually it became so commonplace for her to see it that she just became at ease with it. It's like, oh, there's there's that little, <laughs> there's that little ghost girl again. But she says she's seen this thing like 20 times, and then she never just, told me that till a couple weeks ago. Just used to the ghost. Maybe she's because her other place was haunted too. Yeah, yeah, she saw a ghost there. Uh, seven, like a 17, 18 year old boy. Uh, looked straight out of the 70s, just sitting in a chair. Cool just, 70s ghost. And, and she said Super that he was very uh, uh, good vibes. Like, she didn't sense anything. She she didn't feel threatened or scared. Just just a teenage boy. She had, like, a 70s-style, like, Dutch boy bowl cut haircut and, like, uh, like bell bottoms or something. And just, just sitting there. So I knew about that story, but she never told me the uh, Native American girl story. So, crazy. So, Sawan Tawar asks, aside from razors and candy, what other urban legends did you hear growing up? Ooh. One urban legend I heard a lot was uh, the uh, people driving around intentionally with their brights on. Oh, yeah. if If you flashed them to let them know, then they would follow you and kill you. Everything one. was like a gang initiation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everything somebody could come up with was a gang initiation. I had, um, well, I remember like the Bayer Aspirin scare because that was kind of around, I think that was the Chicago suburb. I'm going to look it up. I don't I think that, that was Chicago suburbs. That was, let me see. I'll look it up. <clears throat> oh, the Tylenol murders. That was one of the Chicago Tylenol Murders. That's a good band name. Um, somebody had like, yeah, they okay, they put cyanide in some of the Tylenol things. That's why like there's the safety packages on the lids. Like when you open up medicines, like if this seal is broken, don't eat it. Huh. That stemmed from this kind of stuff. Um, Like this stuff. And so, yeah, what was it? They were... Uh, no one was ever here. No suspect was ever charged or convicted of the poisonings. One guy in New York was convicted of extortion for sending a letter and taking responsibility for the deaths and wanted a million dollars to stop it, but they didn't have evidence. I thought there was something. Yeah, there's Elk Grove Village. It was like two towns over from me. They died. There was cyanide and the aspirin. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, this was all right by my house. This was crazy. All right. Elk Grove Village, Arlington Heights, Lyle. Elmhurst, Winfield, like this is all, this is DuPage County. These are all like the next town or the town over from me. Was this in the 80s or 90s? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, 82. It looks like all this stuff happened. Damn. Yeah, so that was, so everybody freaked out. They were taking all the Tylenol off the shelves. And so that was not necessarily an urban legend, but it was a, A creepy thing that was going on. And I wonder if there's any uh, truth to the uh, uh, razor blade and the apple thing. Or is that, like, is that based off of a real-life event that happened, or is that just a creative urban legend? 
I, I mean, the thing about how like weird shit gets spread through Facebook, it usually gets spread through gabbing neighbors, you know. But Halloween, up, yeah. oh, we're letting our kids <laughs> go out alone. And you know, there's always just a fr- there's sickos out there. There's always mm. sickos. You always got to be afraid of the sicko. One sicko can ruin everything. Because one <laughs> sicko did one thing once, and then you got to freak out about it. Look at this. We still sicko. take it. We still take. We still take our shoes off at the airport. Yeah, yeah. You still take your shoes off at the airport. Yep. So I don't know about that. What uh? What do we got here? Got got. What do we got? Uh, sack love. That's a great handle. Uh, ever do shrooms on Hallow's Eve? We did shrooms together on Hallow's Eve. Oh yeah, out in the desert. That was fun. That was five years ago. Was it five years? Yep. Because I was Holy listening, dang. listening to the uh, <laughs> the 2015 World Series in Spanish while I was high on. That's what it was. Yeah, you were inside listening to Spanish baseball. <clears throat> I was out letting scorpions crawl up my ass or whatever I was doing <laughs> out in the driveway. Yeah, we were just out in Joshua Tree. Man, that is. Cannot be stressed enough. If you're doing mushrooms, be in nature. So Bill yeah. Hicks uh, told everybody, and uh, it should be just reinforced. It's the way mm-hmm. to really fly. Get find a park, do something. Don't do it in an apartment. Don't do. It. I mean, even in a yard, it's like, oh, I see a fence, it bums me out. I did it in my apartment one time, and it sucked. It's just so. kind of like you're kind of just wasting the potential, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. I tell you about the time I went and just stood in the park for five hours. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I played. But even uh, that big old park, you got a big old park. Over yeah. That was in Burbank or wherever. Yeah. I pantomimed uh, a couple of innings of a baseball game out on a, on, a, on the baseball field. That was fun. And then uh, the rest of the time I just stood there. Had Eventually I had some people concerned. Had to, had to move <laughs> yeah. around a little bit. It's one of those like, oh, I for, I didn't realize he's been staring at this one thing for <laughs> two hours. Nobody else uh, knows the journey I've gone through in my thoughts. <laughs> and I'm not about to explain it to him because it's not going to make any sense. Fucking <laughs> uh, weirdo. Carl uh, Fisher, did, we talk, did we talk about this yesterday? Carl Fisher said, what were your slutty outfits for Halloween? <laughs> That, no, I don't think I, we asked the question. I don't remember answering other than uh, like like slutty chili cook or yes, yeah, slutty fry cook. Just me with a really too small wife beater on with a with ketchup oh, stains. Tiny apron with your dick out. Oh yeah, yeah a little tiny apron. <laughs> Just my franken beans dangling. Oh, oh man, that's a Christmas ornament. Christmas ornament hanging out down there. That is right, man. Seeing somebody who still goes for the slutty costume is like, it's weird how you could take something that's supposed to be sexy and look like the most boring person in the room. Yeah, (laughs) like immediately, like if that was your choice for Halloween, like I listen. Good luck with your life. You've just indicated to me I don't need to know you on this. In this plane of existence at all. <laughs> Good luck. I wish you the best of luck. No ill will towards you, but that's, yeah. it's now, nowadays and we're doing it. <clears throat> Somebody, yeah. I want to know who's at home. Like, what woman is at home on, Hall- like, this quarantine Halloween 
just disappointed they're not going to get to be yeah slutty Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no thanks. Go stand over there. Get away from me. <laughs> slutty Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to speak ill of uh, RBG. That would be progressive Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's true. But she and Larry King were starting to look a lot alike here recently. You are not incorrect. Oh. He's an odd-looking fella. <laughs> I just see that as like a funny scene in a movie. Like, who are you, slutty Larry King? You're like, I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know who else is morphing into the same person? Uh, Joe Bob Briggs and Norm MacDonald. They look. They're starting to look like twin brothers. Oh, okay. If you look at them, I, I thought James Spader was absolutely John Lipgow for a while. <laughs> there was you like said that, that show, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that how show funny the, of an image that is. That show, The Blacklist, and he's on there. I'm like, man, Lipgow looks good for his age. Like that's James Spader. Like, oh damn. Man, did you know? Uh, John Lithgow, when he shot Footloose, I don't know this, I don't know the exact, but I think he was pre-40. I think he was like 37, 38 when really? he shot. He, he looked like he was 55. Poor guy. Well, that, and he's not nearly as bad as uh, old Wilford Brimley. I'm sure you've seen those memes popping around where, uh, I guess he was 50 in Cocoon. And oh, then, really? Yeah, and then whenever, like, Paul Rudd turned 50 recently, they were like, they showed him side by side, like, these two guys are the same age. Yeah. Well, the, te- the technology's come along. I mean, I could easily look 60 years old if I wanted to, the way I'm going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And, and, yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. Am I supposed to be wearing creams and stuff? Should you I have, have a, a skin? Do you, do you not have any any skincare regimen? Nothing. No, I wash my face in the shower with that Dr. Bronner's. I figure yeah. that's all natural. I can't go wrong with that. And that's it. No, no what else am the I guy, supposed to I, do? The guy who runs that uh, there was the Dr. An original Dr. Bronner. Now his son runs it, and he's pushing for the legalization of mushrooms real hard. Oh, good for him. Yeah, everything about that soap. Good soap. You're on the right <laughs> side of things. I root, you, I root for Dr. Bronner. Do you have a skincare <clears throat> regimen? <clears throat> I wash I wash my face. I got the Bronner's or some uh-huh. variation thereof. Uh-huh. Then I usually have like a face wash that I use <clears throat> outside of the Bronner's thing. Huh. And then I, I got uh, – I'll put the moisturizer on there. Moisturizer. That's I'll what put I moisturizer. Also, yeah, and then I saw a picture of myself on a live show. I put that one on Instagram where I look, I like these Job of the Hut eyes. Hmm. I don't know if I was dehydrated or what. And I got so I got Rachel got me like a little eye cream to put keep the bags keep the bags yeah. tight. Yeah, keep I got the some bags tight. Got some luggage under there. Yeah, like I'm not trying to get fancy about it, but if there's just such minimal effort to maybe. Not look like dog shit because it's not like I'm getting the best <laughs> sleep every night. It's not like I'm getting an eight sober eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. So if there's a little bit of this or that I could do here and there, why not? You know. Yeah, I guess I should look into that. I just uh, not trying to win know. any uh, beauty pageants, but I'd like to just not look twenty years older than my actual age. 
for a while, I was doing pretty well. Uh, like when I was 35, I, I looked 28. And I used to get a lot of like, oh, how old are you? No, sh- no way. Uh, but I think that's caught up to me. I think I look every bit of my age now. I, it's like you can hold it off for long enough and then everything mm-hmm. you held off just catches up even quicker. I think the one thing I've got going for me, uh, maybe not, hopefully not the only the one thing, but uh, I've never been a smoker. So I feel like that helps a little bit to not. Have. Yeah. Well, I never smoked tobacco. Smoker. No. You had your head in a barbecue for the last 30 years. but <laughs> <laughs> At least your lungs don't look like it. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, smokers, that, that does something to your appearance, right? That, that does something to your skin. You got to get saddle cream for your face at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still ask, what's your guys' take on spontaneous human combustion? I'm all for it. I, it is a pretty fascinating idea talk about a way to go i mean incredibly rare but i wouldn't mind going that way what happened to dave he exploded but think about think about all the things that people can worry about and if you're already prone to worrying Mm -hmm. and then you learn about spontaneous human combustion you just walk around I i want to read about how this happens uh, alcohol consumption and proximity to sources of ignition. All right, so that's where we're. Likely. I told you when I was a kid, I thought that it was possible for people to uh, literally just up and disappear, you know, spontaneous combustion style. Like yeah. because my mom, when she was, uh, my parents were really hammering home the uh, kids are getting kidnapped in the mid eighties. Uh, yeah. My mom just kept saying so and so just disappeared. Like she kept emphasizing, I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "She just disappeared," and like, so I just thought, "Oh shit!" Like you could be walking through the park, something happens, boom, you vanish into thin air, like literally, not into someone's van, but just you disappear. So that this worried is, me for a while. That's something I used to stress over. Dude, this, <clears throat> I wish I didn't read about this. <clears throat> so it's not necessarily that a fire just starts inside of you. But they're saying, like, okay, say you have cigarettes. This is according to Wikipedia. Cigarettes are also seen as a, often seen as a source of the fire, the improper disposal, blah, blah, blah. Natural causes such as heart attacks may lead, the vic- may lead to the victim dying, subsequently dropping the cigarette, after which a period of smoldering can inv- ignite the victim's clothes. And they're saying, like, if oh, you, the well, clothes that's... are burning enough like that, your fat is flammable. <clears throat> like say like <clears throat> alcoholism or low carb dieting produces acetone, which is highly flammable. So basically it's not so much like <clears throat> that you yeah. just <clears throat> explode from the inside out. It's that you have. Your body's a fire hazard. Yeah. Your body is the fuel. And so there's an external flame that like causes it. I don't know, man. I, it seems like there's a lot more to it than just like, oh, well, maybe you just burst into flame. So, yeah, but still, that's... 
I mean, that'd be it cool. It seems more like you just, yeah, you just burnt, your, you burnt yourself alive. So I wouldn't call it spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, that's boring. I don't want a practical <clears throat> answer to that. No, I, I love a planned phenomenal. out human combustion. I don't want mm-hmm. spontaneous. Mm-mm. <laughs> I want to really have it marked on the calendar. Nicholas Fierro, do you think it's itchy being a werewolf? Uh, no. The same reason when people who, people always, I don't know if you get a lot of this, Kyle, about your beard, but like, does it itch? No. No, I'm used to it by now. Doesn't itch? I, yeah, but my, if you're, it never you're not used to it if you're a werewolf. Well, you're not used to it in ter- this week, but if you're a seasoned werewolf, this ain't your first rodeo. I was trying to do some wordplay there. It didn't. I didn't. How, didn't how is that going to work? I, I was going to try to say where. Uh, I was going to try to combine werewolf and rodeo, but I'm my tongue's not that limber. <laughs> well, where rodeo? Does that mean yeah, it's just a, a rodeo that turns into a real crazy rodeo at night? You gotta you gotta load? lasso a werewolf and tie its legs together. The fucking rodeo is so goddamn bizarre. <laughs> I I understand that this is these are techniques that cowboys used to do or still do, but like it's just weird that we that people gather to go watch it in a competition. I'm doing bits now. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not working a bit, on bits. Hey, like, man, it's a comedy like podcast. It's a mm-hmm. comedy podcast, Dave. You could do bits. Although I think about like a werewolf jump, like. Jumping into the ring at a rodeo, Jesus! Oh, lo- like a bull, like when the bull kicks off the 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 cowboy, and then he just charging yeah. around, pissed off. Imagine but a then the werewolf. werewolf. The, the werewolf just eats the matador, and then the, the bull is like a pal with the werewolf. That's one of those weird, like, like, like you think about cultural bullfighting, man. That Jeez, is that's rough. It's wild that that's a thing that's still mm-hmm. going on. Like, how much how much do you have to excuse a culture? Like, well, it's a culture, and eventually be like, yeah, actually, maybe don't do this anymore. Like, anytime yeah. somebody gets killed at the running of the bulls, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so great. I'm glad yeah. that that happens. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because nobody, I don't, who in this day and age is going to be like, oh, what a courageous death. They died at the running of the bulls, and it's just going to be some... Fucking dipshit from like Cal State Fresno or something. Don't fuck with animals. Like, why would you just fuck with a beast? Like, ha ha, come get me, idiot. And he's like, okay. I'd like to see an ocean rodeo. I'd like to see somebody do that with a shark. Oh. Like a scuba diver with a cape. Shark, that that's that that's what like I, if I still see it on TV, that's what still creeps me out is when people are swimming with sharks, because you have no mobility in the ocean. No, you have no dexterity. You know, yeah. if a fish is like, "I'm going to eat you," you're like, "That's it, you're done. You're not getting away from a thing in the ocean." That is crazy. People underestimate all those like ocean movies from the horror genre. I think mm-hmm. the one I didn't see, which I. <clears throat> I, I saw the um, 
Uh, what's the one where like they're forgotten? They're scuba divers and they got left. Open water. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one scared the and, shit out of me. Just that that whole just the premise alone is yeah. An a- that's a different kind phobia. of creep out. Yeah. yeah, you're just stuck left in the ocean. Ooh, oh, feeling something touch your feet. And then that's crazy. Like the people then, who uh, go ahead. I was going to say, and the other movie was the one I don't know what Blake Lively, I think her name is, where she's like a surfer and she gets stranded on a rock, and then a shark knows she's on the rock, so a shark. Is just swimming around this rock and she can't get to shore. Really? That sounds pretty yeah. good. I gotta watch that one. Do you remember the name? Is that, is that 47 meters down or something? Is that the name of that one? No, isn't that the one with uh, I, Hannah Montana? Boy, we should really. <laughs> Have we ever talked about anything with any accuracy whatsoever? <laughs> Forty. It's forty-seven oh meters God. down. The most uninformed duo. Where'd no. you go? There you are. There you, 40, are. There you are. Forty-seven meters. Down. Mandy Moore. <laughs> Mandy Moore. Anna Montana. So, but Miley Cyrus. I was like, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> in the parking lot of the ballpark on that. One. Yeah. No, he's <clears throat> close. Oh man. Shark cage. God damn. Shark cage, uh, any, any kind of underwater spelunking. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, so I think somebody recommended it on this show, the one where they're like going to the underwater caves. Oh, really? Fuck, what was that movie? I'm worried about my memory, man. Yeah. It happens. Uh, the Descent. The Descent, I saw that, Yes. And there's humanoid creatures under there. And then I just read something that the creator intended them to be like, they were human beings that survived. And so that's why they are how they are. They've just lived in the caves for so long. They don't have eyes, the darkness, so they don't see anymore with their eyes. They like, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one for a scary. Yeah. I got to put that one on my list. Original idea. Yeah. Throw that one in there if you got time. I haven't seen that in a while. The Descent. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Maria's just checking in. Says one of my favorite creepy horror movies, The Orphanage. I'm not familiar with that, but uh, sounds good. You know what a what a great backdrop for a creepy movie, The Orphanage. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Reese's Cups are my favorite. Runner up, uh, Crunch Bar, Starburst, Milky Way, and Twix. Okay, strong. And instead of getting a treat, were you ever just tricked during trick or treating? That's a good question. Was I ever? No, I, I think, I think the trick tricked? is just a formality at this point, right? Nobody ever tricked. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trick me. Just give me some fucking candy. Well, I'll double on that with uh, Andaro Martin. Andaro Martin says, "Happy Spooktober, Boogie Boys. Can you rank your top three and bottom three Halloween candies?" Which I think we spoke about a bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Learned you're a Kit Kat man. Yeah, Kit Kat's n- number one. Uh, Peanut M&M, number two. And just to mix it up and, like I said, go to the other side of the of the uh, umbrella there, or go go fruity, uh, Starburst. So that's my top three. Kit Kat, uh, Peanut M&M, and Starburst. Bottom three, 
uh, any of that old just black and orange wax bullshit, you know, that oh, doesn't even have... Dad, dad candies. Just, yeah, that's dad candy. And uh, candy corn. I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Rachel's Rachel's over here eating that stuff. She I don't bought get it that. for herself. I don't get that at all. I might have to break up with her. And then... Uh, she bought I, it for bit, herself. I'll eat candy corn because it's around. She bought it for herself. Bit of honey. Bit of honey was a big waste of my fucking time. Like, what are that's you, what is adult, this? That's just an adult candy. Yeah, bit, of honey, bit of honey, sip of black coffee. Yeah, no thanks. I just had a bit of honey the other day. Well, that's what we were talking about that yesterday, about payday bars being like... Yeah. That's what you eat when you're on break, when you're in between cases <laughs> at the courthouse. <laughs> you ever fuck with no. a Charleston Chew? What do you think about Charleston Chew? Unfamiliar. I've, I've, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever enjoyed one. What is it? Taffy? Is it like it's a, like it's a, it, it's it's like a it's almost like a what would you call? It? It's not quite a nougat. It's like a marshmallow, huh? But like hard, like the consistency oh. of taffy, but more like a vanilla. You could get vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, Charleston chew. I think. Parents would buy them for their kids if they didn't want to get dental work done. Because you could get a tooth out with it. Yeah. You could yeah. bite it and get a tooth out. Mm. Real easy. Or you'd freeze it. And that was kind of like one of the only ways to consume it was like breaking it into shards like meth. <laughs> like uh, like peanut brittle or something? Yeah. <clears throat> That's another one, man, uh, in terms of dental work. like. You're asking a lot to get through some peanut brittle. I'll tell you, a Butterfinger can take a hike. I'll tell you that. You, you don't like the Butterfinger? I feel like, I, you know what, right now, because now, I think it probably is an adult candy, I, I would eat one now and probably enjoy it. But as a kid, I think I, I think I had one once, and I was so appalled by it, I think I threw up. Oh, out of really? disgust. I think, because... Like we were saying yesterday, like you know, there's candy that comes in and changes the game. They mm-hmm. did it for for the worse. Oh, okay. For, for for the bad, because I was like, you know, like all right, I'm biting in. It's chocolate on the outside. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nougat. It's gonna be caramel. Something going on inside that I'm familiar with. And then this orange dust. Yeah. Happened. It's like, it's like slate or some yeah. sort of geological thing. Yeah, like some kind of peanut butter flagstone broke apart in my mouth. <laughs> like, this is horrible, man. I have mixed emotions about the Butterfinger. I agree with you totally in terms of, uh, you know, the logistics behind it. Like, it's going to, you've got to clear your schedule for a few minutes if you're going to eat one, just because it's, it just, it's chaos with what it leaves behind uh, as, as far as the texture. But I, I like the flavor. Whatever weird fucking space ice cream peanut butter thing they're going for there, uh, I like the flavor. Space I like that first cream. bite. I like that first bite. It always feels fresh. It feels, it, it, for some reason, it feels fresher than your average candy bar. Like, oh, it's a new one. A Butterfinger uh, first, feels fresher? Yeah, yeah. It's that, that crispy, just dog, that. Dog, you're crazy. You're crazy no, that dog. first bite, how, how crispy it is. Uh, and the flavor I like, but yeah, it's a fucking, it's a chore to get through one. Yeah, it's like a Nature Valley bar. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, it's like eating particle board. I'm trying to think of what, I mean, we covered a lot yesterday. I was trying to think if there's any other oddball, oddball candies. 
I love the Willy about. Wonka line. I love I love runts. Uh huh. Love everlasting gobstoppers. Yeah. My buddy Greg was working at the Willy Wonka packaging plant uh, for a summer job once when we were in a band. They would just come back with all these candy. Like my guitar f- case was just filled with candy. Huh. All our guitar cases were filled with candy. It was great. That sounds like a oh, fun time band. for practice. Yeah, I guess I'll have a little bit of. I guess I'll have some uh, some runts. You walk it into a gig. You got your guitars out. You carrying that in your left hand. You yeah. got your case filled with candy in your right hand. I'm trying to look like a rock and roll bad boy, and all these sweets are tumbling out of my guitar case. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what deserves credit in this season? There's a good old fashioned caramel apple, dude. Big fan. Again, same problem. The dental, the dental dangers with it, but you got to you got to put it through that apple slicer. What do you mean? I mean, I, oh. I, I never try to. I never try to eat that off the stick. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a monster. I never thought to do that. I thought that was part of the appeal. No, it's a fucking disaster. Because then all you're doing is you just, you're just horse gumming the the caramel off, <laughs> and then you just got a sticky, bruised apple left over. That that's not appealing. Hmm. Like no, homemade, gotta, man. If ever I'm in like a little little mountain resort town, you know, with a lot of antique stores and fud shops, and I come across a, <laughs> a homemade, f- freshly made fucking candied apple. Get the fuck out of here. Candied apple and just saltwater taffy. Holy mm. shit. Yeah, man. People can't push saltwater taffy on you enough. <laughs> saltwater taffy in the, in, the, in the science experiment rock candy. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a stick of that. That's fine. Oh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. I just thought of this. Pitch it. One of the most coveted scores, one of the most coveted candy scores that I could ever get my hands on when I was a young boy is a uh, pack of Big League Chew. That was a get. Oh, yeah. That was like, that was more than, that was like... I don't know that was that was that felt like an, an uh, a big ticket item. It's like, oh, you got a candy bar? Like not knowing anything about finances, I would I always just assume, well, this costs like $38, right? This is like a $40 candy. This is this is a whole pouch oh, yeah. of big yeah, because chew. It was up to you to regulate how much you'd consume, which yes. meant all of it. Yes, that, that's part that's of it. Why? Dude. I never yeah. thought of that. But that was the first candy that I was ever given uh, that came with a, a, a uh, some responsibility. Like, you, you know, this is clearly too much to yeah. enjoy in one setting. Parcel this. It's, chew this much as you would tobacco, young child. <laughs> you wouldn't put the whole pouch of tobacco in your mouth, would you? Well, I guess we'll find out in a couple of years. But... That was that was like the highlight of my week. If ever I got a hold of a pouch of Big League, like that was a big deal. And uh, man, the grape—I remember they had grape, which is that was awesome. The original mm-hmm. was awesome. I think maybe there was a watermelon. I feel like there was like a neon green thing going on. I remember. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna be nerds, nerd dude, fucking nerds, nerds. That was always fun because you had the dual pack. 
two flavored pack of, of yeah. cherry and coke, cherry coke flavored oh, ones. Dude, I might get some nerds tonight. I'm gonna go to the store and buy nerds for myself right now. Me too. I think so. Do you remember? Uh, you know what? One of my other most favorite things as a kid was. Um, I can't remember the brand. I can't remember if it was Hubba Bubba or Bubblicious or whatever, but uh, somebody had blueberry bubblegum. And that was, and it was like, it was like the McRib. It was seasonal, I think. <laughs> it was always for, for a right limited, it's always funny for, a, it, it, <laughs> but it was always a big deal if I got a hold of some blueberry bubble gum. Blueberry gum. A lot of weed just came up when I was looking for it. Mm. It is a, definitely a strain of, blueberry gum is a strain of marijuana. I cannot find anything about actual gum. Yeah. <laughs> blue, oh, no, blueberry. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. I don't know yeah, why that, that was. Because it was like, I, I, I appreciated them thinking outside the box. Everybody had regular and grape and orange, but fucking blueberry. By the way, blueberry, by the way, very underrated dessert fruit in terms of blueberry pie. Uh, blueberry Danish, get the fuck out of here! That is a I good think, time. I think blueberry. I don't think it's under. I think blueberry blueberry muffin's a go to muffin if you're getting muffin with a fruit in it. Muffin, yes, but in terms of a dessert of like nobody talks about blueberry pie. Blueberry pie a la mode with a little caramel blueberry sauce. Blueberry cheesecake. Get the fuck blueberry cheesecake. Anytime I can get a, like a Danish or a bear claw that's got like a cream cheese blueberry thing going on, dude, that is. My hat's off to the blueberry. I don't know, man. I th- I, th- I don't think it's underrated at all. I think it's quite utilized. I just, I don't hear enough people talking about it. Okay, maybe we gotta ch- we gotta <clears throat> change that. Man, what we got? fucking pudding pops used to have some sort of blueberry and cream thing. Fucking pudding pops. Fucking pudding pops, dude. Fucking pudding pops. So uh, good. I miss that. What do we got? Uh, slippery drip. I've seen lots of different cryptids that are just animals with human faces. Dogs, cats, deer, etc. Almost hit a deer on the bike trail today. Uh, what do y'all think are the scariest human-faced animal you can encounter? What's the scariest one? I think a fish. I think something underwater with a human face. Ooh. Ooh. Octopus with like, it's just a head, but then the legs are out from it. Well, that's just squid billies, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just Dude, there squid is, billies. There was something that popped up a year or two ago uh, on Coast to Coast website or something about a fish with a human face, and it did kind of look like a human face. I heard about that. I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah. Um, fish I don't know what was going on there. Um, yeah, fish with a human face. Um, dude, what yeah, if... This thing is kind of fucked up looking. What if, like, a hippo? What if it was hippo and just had my stupid face on it? A hippo like, with a human face would... That would really creep me out. It's like an unfinished minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cent- centaur, rather, isn't centaur yeah. horse body? Oh my god! Who was it? Wasn't that the question here that somebody asked us? <clears throat> Where they're like, "What if a centaur fucked a mermaid, and their kid just got both human parts?" <laughs> Dude, mermaids, like, 
That's a that's a cryptid. <laughs> I I hope is dude, real. Dude, mermaids. Fucking mermaids, dude. Y'all ever heard of them shits? That's something, and that's something we don't dig deep enough in in general on this podcast. But uh, and we will. But uh, we may do like a whole month of just ocean stuff, water stuff. Like there's there's no telling what's going on down there. Well, I mean, honestly, if if, if you did want to hide from the human race, if you were an alien or something, you want to come here but needed a place to hide, bottom of the ocean, of course. Yeah, absolutely. This is my same, it's exactly how I feel about disposing of a body. I've always thought, you know, hopefully I never have to execute the plan, but if I ever have to get rid of a body, I'm going way out in the ocean. Who was, I told you, somebody was, my buddy Dylan, who I ride bikes with, he's like, yeah, you ever hear? As one of my bike buddies, it's like, oh yeah, if you, he saw it on some crime show, but like, yeah, if you want to put somebody, if you want to bury somebody at sea, you got to like wrap them in chicken wire because when they're out in the water, like the organs will still expand and then the body will float. So if you wrap them in chicken wire, the body will just like kind of burst into little fish food bits. How about that? Happy Halloween. I, I don't want to, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be in a situation where I need to know that. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know. You never know. I forgot a uh, great school friend's name because of that information. <laughs> Noah Nelson asked, Dave, best Halloween country songs, Buck Owens' Monsters Holiday comes to mind. Uh, that's the only one that comes to mind. It, when you're talking about traditional Halloween songs, now there's, there's, Hundreds of murder ballads that are creepy and murderous. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, Johnny Cash, Delia's Gone. Um, oh, what's that rockin' Springsteen tune? Rockin' Nebraska? I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. About the two kids that go out in a murder spree. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that one. I'm gonna find but it. yeah, sure I think that's it. the when I was uh, I was researching for uh, shameless plug here the uh, most recent uh, gravy boat Halloween gravy. I was trying to find some country stuff and uh, came up short. Buck Owens Monster Holiday is the only one I found. But uh, I mean, I used I used a little sample of Randy Travis's digging up bones, you know, because I made that relevant. But that's not you know he's not. He's not speaking literal. That's more of a <laughs> metaphor. Murder ballad. I don't, all right, I'm I'm lost trying to find this one. It's like a real rocking tune, and the lyrics are just about a gal who met a fella, and they just ran around killing people. Hell yeah, Catchy dude. tune though. I, it's, I'm sure everybody's somebody screaming at their earphones right now about yeah. me not knowing it, but we'll get used to it with this show. I'm Jason Costello w- w- Wadlington says, uh, "Watch Rockula." I will. I will. What's Rockula? That's the one we talked about with Dean Cameron. Oh right, 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 right. Chainsaw from uh, back back to school. Yeah, Dean, Dean Cameron, underrated. Um, Punch Meat. I like that one. Punch Meat. So I think we all. We all already know the answer to this, but which one of you would survive being stalked by a supernatural serial killer slasher, and which horror movie villain would be the coolest to hang out with and have a few beers with? Okay. Um, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody's thinking that you were you're the one who's going to survive. But Dave, I mean, honestly, I see you. I see you being the guy who tries to be a hero early uh-huh. on. Yeah. And you give him a run for his money, but then you get taken out, and then yeah. all we did was lose a valuable resource, mm-hmm. which would be your brute strength. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Dave had to go be a hero and get himself killed. <clears throat> now, now, now the pressure's on me to use my wits. <laughs> I think that's what would happen there. Oh man! No, that's no offense, funny. Dave. No, it's okay. <laughs> Although you have been hitting the treadmill, maybe you know you're gonna have some physical fitness, mm-hmm. and you will be able to like get a few swings in and then get away from the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all the classic ones. The, uh, Michael Myers, I, 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 I never feared him uh, in terms of his physical capability. Even though he's always pretty hulking, um, I always felt like I could take Michael Myers for some reason. Uh, Jason, always a big dude with a machete or a pickaxe. That's tough to deal with. Freddie He's a good um, improviser. Jason's Fred, a good an- improviser. To answer that question, I'd, Freddie would be the most interesting to hang out with. Because Freddy's got stories. Freddy's articulate. I, I don't think Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees is much in the way of conversation. They don't talk. Yeah, They're I don't mutes. think. Freddy's yeah. got jokes. Mm-hmm. Freddy's been in your dreams. He could talk to you about your dreams. Yeah. And that's why, uh, even though I will admit Freddy is on the surface scary as hell, he always scared me the least out of the big three. Because he was such a talker, I felt like I could maybe talk my way out of something with him. I feel like I could trick or reason with Freddy the way there's no reasoning or anything with, with Michael Myers or, or Jason. Boy. Well, you clearly have not watched that franchise then because yeah. that approach had been taken. Oh, really? And failed. Oh, okay. Um, I think you're going to go like Frankenstein or something. Mm-hmm. Be, be cool to hang out with? Yeah. Yeah. He's just a misunderstood Frankenstein. Frankenstein's basically just like the guy who's on the football team because that's expected of him, but really just wants to <laughs> wants to listen to like my chemical romance and wear eyeliner. <laughs> like he's a goth trapped in a jock's body, you know. You got to write that down. That's fucking. That's funny. all he is. <laughs> that's fucking funny. <laughs> he's just an emotional dude. Oh man. Yeah, I knew guys like that. Every now and then, I knew a guy named Ian who was six foot eight, uh, normal build, but six foot eight, and uh, zero interest in sports. And like, just don't even ask him. No, I don't fucking play basketball. Like he was a metalhead, and uh, just yeah, just sorry. Six foot eight is just a cumbersome size. Yeah, yeah, that's six foot eight. I think is the that's when like that's holy shit level. That's you know. Yeah, it's you know you see a guy who's six four, six five. You know that's cool. You know, hey, look at that tall guy. But six eight is like, what the fuck? Like that's entering that what the fuck range. Yeah, six eight isn't even like oh shoes are hard to find. Six foot eight is like cars are hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beds. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't, I, I, was, I don't, I don't fit on ninety five percent of the stuff made for the human race. I feel so bad when I see tall people uh, in airplanes. God, that must suck. 
That must <laughs> suck. Remember Brian Posehn telling me one time, uh, he's just there and he's like, you know, he's a big tall dude and somebody's trying to yeah. lean the seat back and they like try to shoot him a dirty look because the seat's not going back. He's like, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. And it's it really is that kind of, I've been both people. Mm-hmm. Sad, And it's sad that I've been the guy like, well, I paid for the seat and I want it to go back. So tough shit that you're like, I've been that guy. And that's not fair. <clears throat> you know, and everybody's been the person. Like you see a big person. It's like, well, you should have to buy two, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, well, I'm a little guy. I'm not yelling about, I should only have to pay for three quarters of this seat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm glad I got the uh, the treadmill while I did because uh, I'm just, or at least was, just at the level, just at the size where uh, I don't have any slack in my seatbelt on a plane. I'm, if I gain 20 more pounds, I'd have to get that helper belt, and that's, that's not Oh, good. really? Yeah, I'm just at the, <laughs> just suck it in and clip it. There we go. Thank God that worked. <laughs> All right. Still got it, baby. Yeah. Any bigger. And uh, that's, that just sucks. Uh, you know, no offense to our, to our bigger listeners. You know, those who are suffering and struggling with that, uh, I feel your pain. But... Uh, yeah, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> or like, really, really bless their heart, the people that got to buy two seats. God damn, that's got to suck. That's, I think at that point, you're not traveling very frequently. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be business people that, you know, 400 pounds and still got to, they're, they're salesmen or whatever. I mean, when I... When I was watching, when I just had cable at my old place, just keep it on, like it just let whatever garbage play. I would always wind up watching my 600-pound life. Mm-hmm. And you always watch these things from this element of kind of like this fascination. And it was less judgment. It was more of just like, here is a human being trying to navigate yeah. through this world that is made for... Charlie, people, people our size. Yeah. And it is. I and mean, they go into a lot of it. I mean, it's very easy to criticize, but you go into a lot of like, oh, yeah, people have like, they've got mental issues. But then it's a problem. Like, you got to the show, like, oh, I'm going to get lap band surgeries. Like, you still, you're treating symptoms, not the problem. You got to treat the mental issues of why these people are this way. But yeah, just so big and just they, they have to drive you know, have to drive they have to sit in the back of someone else's van they somebody has to drive them around it's it's unfortunate man yeah yeah that does suck um, oh man now food's addictive man that junk food's addictive Ugh. tell me about it i understand that Where'd you, get a bur- where'd you get a burrito from last night? Uh, across the street. Got a, got a place across the street. Uh, not the best, but not bad. And it's neat that it's literally, I mean, I'm talking 75 feet. <laughs> you <laughs> like, can see them right now. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have access that close. Well, you know? it is good to have. Yeah, it is good to have. I'm, I'm hungry right now. Ooh, problem solved. How, uh, um, like, at your old place, how I love that you were... Uh, 
90 second walk to uh, Gus's taco truck. Oh, Gus's, yeah, Gus's lunchbox until they mm-hmm. let their popularity go to their head. Charlie, um, shut up, dude. Trixie Emerson, great question coming up from Trixie Emerson. <clears throat> Do you think Dr. Frankenstein handpicked a crank for his monster? <laughs> I would hope so. I think that's uh, part of the fun, no? I would, well... Was he making him to be like a... a like a... Like, what, like, what did he think was going to happen if he gave... Frankenstein a crank, or was that, or is that like the little meat thermometer to see if the blood flow is really working? Like, oh, he got a boner. He got a boner. The the pump's working. The heart's working because he got a boner. I mean, I think if you're gonna bring somebody back to life, or you know, I know he didn't bring a person back to life. It was a collection, uh, not a collection, a a culmination of different people. Anyway, I, I would think you would consider that, like, because what if what if your experiment works, and he just he's he's got a new life, he's back to life. At some point, he's going to need to get up to his old tricks, so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, you need to have a good crank. I, I hope he considered that. But that's what I want, like. Or is that just like, let me get the basics down. Let me make sure the arms and legs work. Next, Frankenstein 2.0 with genitals. But this one, <laughs> we just need the basics. We got to see if he can grip things with his hand, you know, that kind of stuff. This is just a rough mock-up. Yeah, this is the first one. It's the first one out of the box is that, is that Frankenstein. I think it's also Prototype. coming with functioning ding dong it's like a camera on an iphone it wasn't the best thing when it came out and all of a sudden like oh i guess we need cameras on all these things mm-hmm. i don't know if that thing works anyway she's also got another question as a general question what's the biggest bullet you guys have dodged mine was getting out of an abusive relationship before the pandemic really hit good for you trixie like a week after being single again lockdown happened oh well that's mm. uh mine would probably be not going to prison for three to five years yeah that's a pretty big bullet yeah, like uh, I was told I would do. So that was nice. Also, uh, getting out of uh, a 20-something relationship uh, without getting her pregnant. That's a big bullet dodged. Dang. Yeah. A 20-something? No, like in my 20s. Oh, okay. In, yeah, <laughs> like, not, not a 20-year. Did I miss something, Dave? You were no, in a relationship sorry. for 20-plus yeah, years? That I, know. I didn't really phrase that correctly, but... Uh, Dated a psycho for two years who I thank God every day that I didn't impregnate. Because, uh, oh boy. Yeah, that's... I need no no further connection. I need her not in my life. Dude, I, I mean, just along those mistakes you're trying... I'm just glad I found comedy and stuck with comedy. Yeah. Because I think I very well... I, I wouldn't have pursued a... Well, I mean, who knows, but I don't think I would have been the guy that had the ambition to, like, really pursue a career mm-hmm. as opposed to a job that you just get promoted at and then make a living, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? As opposed to, like, oh, I'm going to go to night mm-hmm. school because I really want to be this thing. I'd be like, yeah. oh, no, got promoted, paying my bills, got promoted again, paying my bills. 
And I think I owe that to like finding comedy and being like, I want to try and do this the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to ever be able to make a living doing something you're passionate about that's uh, that's high up on the list in my opinion of the meaning mm-hmm. of life. It's not the not number one, but like that's up there, man. You're sustain, sustaining yourself in this crazy world doing something that you enjoy. Uh, that's important because I I realize how many people get up and go to work every day and can't fucking stand it because I've been there. And uh, my hat's off to people that, you know, feel like they have to do that for, you know, obligations and responsibility and stuff. But uh, good for you. But, boy, I I can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will if I have to. Who knows what the fuck's going to (laughs) happen moving forward. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be so loud about that just yet. Yeah. And not shitting on those people, you know. No. Uh, uh, You know. I just I I recognize uh, how difficult that can be, and good for you for for whatever reason. If you feel like you need to to keep doing that, well, handle your business. But keep in mind, there's always things you can always pursue other things. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not an easy yeah. choice, but they're out not there. Not easy. Yep. Um. Well, what do you say? You want to wrap it up in one or two more? What are you thinking? Sure. Yeah, let's let's land this plane. We're over. I gotta go hour, get. Right? Out, I gotta go out. Go out for old uh, Sean Jordan's birthday. We're having outdoor drinks somewhere nice. in Portland tonight, so we gotta get out there. Right um, on. Man. A lot of good ones. We might have to hold on to some of these for next time. Also, let's see. Oh, what's a good one here? And Sean Devlin said, "What's the cleverest, funniest costume you remember seeing out in the wild?" I remember right after I moved to L.A., the only time I went to the West Hollywood Halloween Parade, which is great. If you have the means to go, do it. I was usually not around for it after that, but it is just – you have like – I bet that's a good one. I mean it's West Hollywood, so it's Mm -hmm. like – it's the Boys Town area, so it's already over the top with parties. It's L.A., so you have people that can do costumes, do them well – and it's a city filled with people looking for attention. So everybody's turning it up on Halloween. Mm-hmm. But there's like a super pack. The street of Santa Monica Boulevard's closed off. And all of a sudden there's like this traffic jam full of people. And this was 2003 or four, whichever year Hurricane Katrina was. Uh, that'd be uh, the fall of 05. It was 05. Okay, it was mm-hmm. 05. So this was 05. And a dude had built, you know, like the hurricane symbol on the maps when you look at it from above. It's got the two, you know, it's got like the two curvy arms. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It's the symbol for hurricane. Mm -hmm. He basically created that out of wood and he was in the middle of it and he was just twirling and just jam packed street, but would just twirl as Hurricane Katrina. Wow. And you'd get caught up, and in the arms, he had, like, a webbing in it, and just had, like, little houses and cars and shit in it. That's pretty great. And you'd get caught in it, and then he'd just spray you with water while you were stuck in the... That's a costume. Oh, everybody was like, oh, damn, dude, like, it's happening now. Yeah, I could see it being a bit uh, insensitive, but... uh, But I I was going to West Hollywood for Halloween. I was checking out any sort of... class or you know yeah semblance of taste i knew what was going on there damn 
coolest thing I've seen in the wild. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was back in Atlanta, maybe about three or four years ago, back in Atlanta during uh, the Halloween weekend. And, uh, man, if anybody near Atlanta, if you ever get a chance to go to the Little Five Points Halloween Parade, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That neighborhood, as many of you, know, well, not many of you, if you, if you know anything about Atlanta, that's that's the uh, the most popping-off neighborhood in terms of, like, uh, creativity. That's where, you know all the, the cool bars and the cool music venues and that counterculture vibe. And uh, they every year they have a big uh, Halloween parade. When I was there a few years ago, uh, it was right when um, Mad Max Fury Road was popping mm-hmm. off in the theaters. And uh, they had a parade, and so everybody was making, like, their floats. And somebody turned a float into that whole rig, that whole setup of... Uh, in yeah. the, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. But the the one truck or whatever it was that had the uh, the the guitar player strapped to the grill, and yeah. then it had all the uh, what do they call them? war boys on the drums oh, hanging yeah yeah so they had like there was probably six or eight war boys that looked great looked just like them you know same body type white paint whatever banging on these drums then they had the dude in that costume the guitar player dude and it had like very similar i mean i'm sure obviously not <laughs> you know to the extent of the effects that they had in the movie but like had a very similar vibe in terms of um, the, the the engineering of the whole thing uh, in terms of this guy like was on bungee cords and he was like uh you know i don't know i can't, I can't explain it but man it was a pretty damn good replica of that whole rig set up in that movie. And uh, they were they were playing a lot. You know, the, the drums were going, the, the guitar was going, and, like, it just felt like you were in the movie. Like, it was really Hell impressive yeah. to see in person. I've got a video of it somewhere that I'll, uh, I'll post somewhere. I'll post it on our Instagram. But, uh, yeah, that was the most impressive, like, holy shit, you guys. Not only did you spend a lot of time coming up with this whole get-up, but just the, the synchronized component to it how they had like 10 or 12 people just all doing it together it was, it was great it was beautiful that's I, I never do it myself and then i see people on halloween that go all out and i'm like i'm glad you did yeah yeah i wasn't gonna spend the time but i'm glad people do <laughs> oh all right man all five points <clears throat> well let's to get out of here it's a friday night i'm gonna go celebrate old sean jordan's birthday what are you gonna watch tonight dave uh, I don't know. I got I got tomorrow's picked out. I got I got to see what's going on tonight. Um, my my list is too long. Here, well, hold on. I'll I'll throw a couple at you real quick. Oh wait, hit me. Can, with here it. we go. Here we go. Hold on one second. I got my list. Um, Pumpkinhead. That's one Ooh, I've okay, never right. seen. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, the 1985 version. Uh, that's one I've been wanting to see. And. Uh, you know what? I've I've never seen uh, either of the Rob Zombie Halloweens, one or two. And I know there's a lot of uh, that. Those are kind of polarizing, from what I could tell. Some people love them, some people hate them. But I owe it to myself to check those out. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get to those tonight. Maybe Pumpkinhead and uh, Return of the Living Dead, and maybe at least one of those Halloweens. So I think that's what's going on tonight. Oh boy! All right, that's a big. That's a big old plan that you got there. Yeah, man. I'm home alone. Got nothing to do. No responsibilities or obligations. There's no telling what could happen. Hell yeah. All right, man. I'm going to let you tear it up with them scary movies. Rock and roll, buddy. Happy and Halloween. Then, uh, happy, what are y'all yeah, doing? happy Halloween. What are you doing tomorrow night? 
I'm probably trying to figure out how to get this candy out to the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, here kicking it with Helen, and then uh, yeah, trying to chuck candy at kids. I we can finally throw stuff at kids. It's okay. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Uh, I don't know how... Uh, I was going to just sit a bowl of candy out there, but then that's not really practicing good COVID safety. I, I think I'm just going to arrange, uh, like, on the stoop, on, on the stairs, just place candy on, on the stairs, like just kind of like a, an Easter egg hunt. Just, there you go, just grab one, rather than thumbing through a big old bowl that everybody else has touched. Just I mean, put, I... But yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the theory like. like you yeah. go to the store and you buy stuff, you know. Yeah, but you know the concept of like a communal bucket, maybe not uh, so good right now. I don't know. I don't know what to do, and I also don't think I should just be opening the door every three minutes to strangers, you know, for my safety. That is also yeah. I don't know what to do. All right. I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll report. Well, well, this is it, man. We got Halloween. We got fun Halloween, and then we got uh, whatever the fuck's going to happen next week. So yep. I don't know. Ugh. Oh boy! All, All right, right, buddy. Gonna... I'm going to get out of here. You have a happy Halloween. Enjoy your scary movies. Enjoy your time home alone. You too, buddy. Patrons, thank you so much. By the way, patrons, we appreciate you. Thanks for your support. And. Uh... Y'all be safe. I'll catch you next week.